Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNC Podcast. You're here with Bolo and Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Bolo has a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional? Professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. 13. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT. Clank. Okay, say something quickly. Very, very psychiatry. Go. On the spot. Say something very psychiatry. What do I do successfully? Quickly. Quickly. (laughs) Sell it. Sell it to the person who's just tuned in for the first time. Say something very psychology. Um, Well, how how does that make you feel? Mm. (laughs) Go on, another. Oh, just cliched like psychiatry phrases. Mm. That that's my go-to, really. Sell it, sell it. When I'm stumped for something to say, I just say, "Yeah, well, how does that make you feel?" Mm. Well, could could you help me understand that a bit better? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll say something very, very performery. Um, I'm so into voguing right now. Um, you know what? In dance class, like there's this thing called a dancer's count. So you can either go one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, and eight, and one, and two, and three, and four. And then sometimes it starts, it becomes a one, two, three, and pa, five, six, and ah, ta, 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 breathe, breathe, ha, hold your breath, and slide. And so it goes. It starts with a count, and then it starts going into like the kind of movement, and it starts going into like you make the noises when you're cooking. Yeah, that's how I cook. And sugar, and salt, and free, free, da, 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 and Over flip. to the pan, <laughs> and back to the fridge. Bring it to the freezer, freezer, fra, fra, fra. Okay, everyone, welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. I'm Bolo, your... Dr. Tom, allegedly. And of course, we're going to start reviewing season 13, episode four. So we're at episode four, and we've had... No discharges back to primary care yet. Nobody has been released back into the wild. I mean, this is... What's happening? What's happening? Um, I th- it's, it's, it's the longest opening. It's really good to like have this time to get to know the queens and for them to have the chance to make a bit of a splash, you know, rather than that first queen off having, you know, just one episode to, to shine or not shine, if you like. This has been a nice way, I think, of framing the girls and showcasing them. So even though they are ups and downs, it's quite cruel telling them, oh, actually, you're going home after that lip sync. I mean, there's literally room for everyone. Let's just say that. There's room for everyone in this podcast. Now, last week we had the phenomenon, and Mm -hmm. I I absolutely believe it was much better. What verse has stuck in your head? Like, has your mind changed on any of the other verses? Little bit. So the one that's easily stuck in my head is... um, Ladies, pour a glass, feast your eyes on the bonny lass. First of all, let's feast your eyes on the morning. Oh, yeah, say, so, feast your eyes on the bonny lass. Um, Rosé's is my favourite. I've been singing it all week. Um, I think, actually, the one that's grown on me the most is Camora's. Yeah. <laughs> From the House of Hall. With Mackie Doll. And Faith. And the most glamorous in this place. The way my beauty shines. Camorra's gonna blind you. Snatch the crown. Ow. Ladies poor. So it's a really good segue, isn't it? It's actually really, really good. I I like it. I think. Denali killed it. Denali spits rhyme. Denali was excellent. She spits ill shit on the daily. Lots of people like... Gonna wiggle to the top, gonna wiggle to the top. Oh. And lots of people like um, 
uh, Tamisha, Iman is coming for that, you. I mean, that's how I enter every room. <laughs> like when I go to a job interview, I'm just going to walk <laughs> in with my shoulder and pointing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's um, Joey's you... was great as well. And I think, I think. No, the... stop. Wrong. I mean, okay. Wrong. Joey, Joey's rep was not the, I think Joey had the worst rep. Yeah, in this very good performance. Yeah, very good performance, uh-huh. absolutely. But that, her rap is just like is the one that it's the one that lets it down. Let's be serious. It's probably the one I find most memorable. Not to say that her performance was bad because she she was great in the choreo and so stuff. We, I thought you didn't like it. I don't know. I remember. I thought mm. you. I can't specifically remember what you said, but like I remember <laughs> that like I made you feel a certain. You made way. me feel a certain way. Mm. So well. Okay. Well, is, that, is that really transparent to you, Tom? Provide receipts next time, yeah. please. It is very transparent. Okay, let's move on to this week. So now mm-hmm. we know. We've seen the first part of it, haven't we, Tom? We have. We've seen the first part and we've paused it. As you all know, we watch it and then stop it and then mm-hmm. we podcast so that everything is fresh. Everything mm-hmm. is real. It's, it's the mm. realness. Our voice is the, the realness. realness. So we've seen the first part. We'll pause there before we move on and watch the rest. And I'll give you a, br- a brief breakdown. Basically, the girls walk in and the A squad's there. It's the much anticipated kind of reunion or first union. It's the first time they've all been in the same room, isn't it? Yes. So I, they were creating an anticipation of drama. Do you think there was that much drama? Um. Well, do you know what? I, Maybe there wasn't drama, but I think there was a feeling of we're better than you and we're looking down on you. I really want them to watch the Phenomenon performance because I think it will knock them off their perches a little bit. They're watching it now and they're going, ooh. (laughs) Had they watched it, do you think they would have been as confident and cocky as they were? No. Well, if it isn't the B squad. (laughs) I'm like, like, did you you see the performance, girl? Tina, do you want to find your rhythm in your rap before you come for them? (laughs) Like, seriously, Tina, their rhythm, her Uh, flow was off. Yeah. It was, and I've seen other stuff about Tina Tina Burner. Mm-hmm. I've seen other documentaries. I've seen other YouTubes of her years ago. Her and Britta, how because yeah. she is a big deal. She Tina is. Tina Burner is a big deal, and mm-hmm. how she's quite professionistic. Uh, professionistic. 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 She's quite a perfectionist. She's um, she's very very. She has in her mind. She's very, very creative. Yeah. And she's got that very, very kind of director authority kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I just thought that, you know, with that behind you, girl, then you want to start doing, you know, it's only, it's only first episode. I think Tina will habitually carry herself like that. I think she's got that mindset of like, I, obviously she she does have the, the talent to back it up, but she's very like, if I carry myself like a star, I will be treated like a star. That kind of attitude. Do you think she's walking in there with a sense of entitlement? Little bit. Because of her Little reputation bit. and because she's close to a lot of the queens know her. She knows, yeah. everyone knows Tina Burner. Michelle Visage knew Tina Burner. Mm-hmm. So do you think she's walking in there with a sense of, okay, I am better than you guys and she's carrying that around. Definitely. That I, I do think though, I do think she's a queen who will deliver. I think she will back it up, but it just it seems a little ironic in this episode, I think. Yeah. Because, yeah. because we've seen both. Yeah. Yeah. No. Can I just talk about Elliot hiding? <laughs> I know. Do you know what? Like how, I mean, how do I feel about that? I feel I feel the same way I felt when Vanjie hid in the first episode, when Vanjie hid behind her and did the whole looky, looky, Looky Lubu, she did that kind of looky through the through the thing, and also in All Stars when the girls hid behind the um the same thing, yeah. And also they hid behind it, and then they came out. Like I just thought it was really really like, <laughs> like how many suspicious screens do they have in the workroom for people to hide behind? 
with pee pee holes. Yeah, it was like, oh, let's have a look through here. I just thought it was, you know. And the funny thing is that she came out going, well, as well, if it isn't a B squad, mm-hmm. and I, if anything, she's like a CC squad. <laughs> she's the only member of C squad. Girl, the I mean, B- said she did shine when she came back. Exactly. She really shined that group, but you know, um. And, like, I, I, they try to make it more than it is, really, don't they? I mean, reality TV shows thrive off conflict. And they've had these kind of, elite, you know, they've had it in season six, they've had it in season 12, two groups of girls coming together. And they love to play the, the two prides of lionesses circling each other kind of thing. The difference here is that one squad mm-hmm. rightfully feels better than the other because and, they've mm. already won above them. So and, then there's yeah. that. So they, every time it's happened before, they've met each other as equals. And but over like, here, they're meeting each other as, like, we're A-squad and B-squad. And there's, like, a wild card wronged party as well, isn't there, in Elliot? Yeah. But she picked on the wrong girl when she tried to have an argument with Tamisha, too. Or, she was having none of it. All those chihuahuas around her <laughs> and she goes for the pit bull. I wouldn't argue with Tamisha. She's got that death stare. I think one imperious glare from Tamisha would silence me. She's like the basilisk from Harry Potter. She's very that. Like, if I looked at her, (laughs) if she gave me that look, I'm I'm dead. She's Medusa the Gorgon. Yeah, she's done dead. I'm I'm like, why are you doing that? I find it really, really funny, the wording that Elliot used when she asked... Tamisha Iman, she said, well, why didn't you step up then? Mm. And I'm like, first of all, it's not a step up, it's a step down. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't, stepping up isn't a thing. We're voting you off. So yeah. it's a I step down. I Neither did I. I it's like, was she expecting her to like put herself forward to go home? Yeah. It's like, was she expecting a Bindala moment? Yeah. 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 Was I- she expecting a Willem moment? Yeah. Didn't Willem say? Willem said that uh, I want. I want to. She wanted to lip lip-sync. sync because she was the leader of a group. I and think the report it... was like, "You're going off script." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're going off script. <laughs> Um, and she expected Tamisha to be like, yeah, I met you five minutes ago and I've been auditioning for this show for yeah. about 35 I've years. i beat cancer and I was mm-hmm. brought back from last season, but can I please step up <laughs> so that I could be stepped down and yes. back home? It's like you go straight back home now. Yeah. I'm like, what's your name again? <laughs> How do you spell it? <laughs> two, T's, two T's, you say? Two okay. And oh. two L's. Hmm. So that was it. That was it. Now the girls have... Or met, we see them in the workroom, and mm-hmm. I'm just getting triggered because I feel like it's a, I feel like it's an illegal gathering. Exactly. Like I just feel like there's so many people in that room, and I'm just like, "Ooh, there's a like." Uh, it's like uh, when I watch any TV show with people out, like at a cafe or something. You know, just wander around, hugging each other, not wearing masks and stuff. And I'm like, Ugh. so I still got my friends and family in New Zealand, and mm. I literally this morning I got a an Instagram video from one of my friends, Melissa, and I, you know, I'm asking her what she's doing, and she sent me a video of her out at out in the viaduct in the area by the. Mm. beach a, a, a huge gathering over mm. over 300 people outside watching a concert like everyone's next to each other like it's an actual concert and i was like whoa yeah. that scares me because like meeting up with three people in the uk is not allowed i mean house and parties get busted by the police yeah ex- exactly <laughs> so i'm just like oh i have to remember that other people aren't in our situation yeah well let's hope this lockdown and vaccination program is successful absolutely so the girls are back together and then so rupaul comes in and quickly tells them what's going on this week so yes. 
They're starring in a cheesy holiday movies for a new media venture, the RuPaul Mark channel. So it's a play on Hallmark movies, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So they're kind of making films that celebrate the other holidays. And the other holidays were like Misery Loves Company. Another one was God Loves Flags. And then the other holiday was... April Fool. April Fool's. Okay. Now... April Fool. And again, let's talk about this moment here, how Mm -hmm. RuPaul had put them into groups. No one selected, they had put them in. And obviously there has to be a reason. Usually to drive conflict. Yeah. Because that's what the TV show thrives off. Let's see what what conflict comes. Team one is Denali, Elliot, Kimura Hall and Olivia Lux. What do we think about that combination? Um, I don't think there are any... Okay, so Kimura and Elliot were both sent home by Tina, weren't they? And Elliot obviously has a bone to pick with anybody in B Squad, right? Yeah. Um, so they're purposely putting, I don't want to call them A Squad and B Squad, but like for the purposes of this, we might as well. Yeah. Um, they put the two squads, they're mixing them up within the groups. So they're hoping for some conflict there. I don't think there are any like huge, huge argumentative personalities in here. Okay. Or anybody who's going to domineer or anybody who I think is going to, maybe I think Lev will probably be the best actress in this. I mean, I, I noticed that they separated Tina Burner and Rosé, and we already know that there is a bit of, there's a situation, it's there's a, some, sort, some of, sort of enmity, isn't some there? Some sort of psychic energy between them two. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm a, I'm a Libra. There is some um, really quite muddy auras yep. in the room. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of side eyes going on. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So there's definitely a reason that they... Split them up is because they're expecting a competition. Yeah. Definitely there. I can't see anything else besides that. Um, they could, I think they're, they're going to try and make it be... I guess they want to split up the ones who are considered to be the best actresses as well. Okay. Um, so they want, you know, it'd be a bit unbalanced to have Rosé, Liv and um, Tina on one team, I think. I want to look through the groups and I'll tell you who I think that the actors would be. Olivia yeah. Lux is yeah. going to be good. Um, and she's very music theatre. She's very theatrical and big. Anyway. That's what I meant when I said Liv, you know. Yeah. I should stop calling her that, shouldn't I? Okay. Is, like, that, is that what she saved on your phone as? Liv? Yeah, Liv. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Olivia. Yeah, just for the other people at home who don't have these connections. So <laughs> if you just use the full drag name, that'd be really, really helpful. <laughs> Team two, they've got Lala, Rose, Simone, and Utica. Now, I think that Rose. She has the training, so there's mm-hmm. the expectation that she's going to hold the group. But Simone's got such a good yes. effervescent, mm-hmm. um, effervescent like personality <laughs> that they can easily translate into acting completely if agree. she can. If she can, I wouldn't like call her an actress, but I, I completely an agree. Actress. With you. An actress, actress. <laughs> you're an actress. Where um, did you train? <laughs> you say you're an actress. <laughs> um, but like she does have that charisma and that personality that if she's given the right role, it'll translate really, really well and she'll be a standout. Yep. Okay. Um, Denali is a really good performer. I love it. Yep. Sorry, moving on. Lala. Lala's in team two. Lala is just full of attitude, full of life, full of energy. She's a good time girl, isn't she? She's a good time girl. I mm-hmm. hope that they can find a role for her. Mm-hmm. I think Lala Ree is good at being Lala Ree. Like when we yeah. see when we see her in the confessionals, Lala Ree just shines being herself. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she can I don't know how you'll be able to take not you'll be I, I know how she can take it to another character. I don't know if she knows how to. Yeah, it would be a good experience for yeah. her. Yeah. So I, I'd love to see how that comes. I'd say exactly the same about Candy Muse. 
Candy basically is her own creation. She Candy, is her own character. Candy is like Vanjie. Vanjie can only do Vanjie. Yeah. Vanjie can't do any other character that isn't Vanjie-esque. And I think Candy Muse will struggle doing the same thing. Candy Muse yep. will find it hard breaking up from Candy. I think, you remember Vanjie in the the um, Get Out acting challenge? Yes. And she was like, hello, hello, hello. Like... It could, it could either be very like that, very like entertainingly shambolic, or she might flop a little bit. One note? Are you going to say mm. they're going to be one note? Yeah. Uh, who was the um? Who was the one that broke into the same Asian stereotype character? Oh, yeah, a plastic tiara. Yeah, yeah. Every but, time she's given. But that's her normal voice. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And she's never yeah. heard of pop culture. No, 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 no. <laughs> she doesn't know about it. She looks like Ariana Grande, but she she doesn't know pop culture. She heard of Beyonce like last Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked up a CD, just walking by. Tina Bruna, I'm she expecting like, a lot. like, who is this Beyonce? I'm expecting a lot from Tina Bruna. Oh, everyone is. And that's the that's the sad thing is that, you know, um, with a reputation comes mm-hmm. a huge expectation. And I think every, she is going to be judged harder. I want to bring you Same back to Rose. season five. Season five, whether the judges knew or not, they were treating detox to a higher standard than all of the other girls in mm. season five. I can say that hands down, they were treating detox so differently because of a reputation. Like everyone yeah. else, everyone else, they were like being so much more forgiving. But when it came to detox, they were quite hard on her. That was kind of evident, like the comedy challenge and stuff, wasn't mm. it? And acting challenges and on her fashion too, probably. Did she have to do Jinx's makeup? No, she was asked to and she refused. Ah. Yeah. Um, because uh, she could see the way it w- things were going with the, the narrative. The narrative. Mm-hmm. That's, isn't it, isn't it interesting when we hear things like this, we just kind of know that, I mean, for America's next top model, mm-hmm. it's, no, it's, a no, it, it's a known fact <laughs> that the rumours are the winners are pre-selected. Mm-hmm. And all of the girls can say that i mean they're all coming out now and talking about it because it was just released on netflix in america um america's next top model and a lot of the girls are saying that it was very very obvious that the winners were pre-selected yeah and so i think that's kind of rolling into maybe drag race that sometimes winners are because people say that season two was made for raven i've told you that before and tyra Mm. was a what tyra was a like, whoa, where did you come from? She That wasn't supposed and to happen. Season three felt very tailored to Raja's skill set because it's the one with the most design um, and construction challenges ever. Exactly. And Raja was already known. As a fashion maven. As a fashion, yeah. She was known in the industry mm. as well. So it would have been nice. It was a way of bringing America's, not America's, RuPaul's Drag Race into the commercial world a bit more because someone mm. who was already known in it and won. And even um, season four, obviously Willem's publicized several times how Sharon was given two entrances. Mm-hmm. She was allowed to enter a second time because she uh, messed up her first entrance. So it felt like she was a little anointed from the beginning. So this isn't to detract from any of those girls' track records because all of them did fantastically in, in their competitions. But sometimes you get a sense that Things are being framed well for them. Yeah. Mm. Now, when I look at acting challenges, where who are you going to compare this to? I mean, some of my favourite actresses really are the likes of Alaska, Bob, Jinx. So Alaska, Jinx, yeah, Bob the Drag Queen mm-hmm. and the Ruko's Empire. Even, Definitely. But even, Bob's a fantastic actress, I think. Amazing. Mm. Even Thorgy was really, really good in there. Thorgy I loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, ah, uh, 
it's my special day. Oh, <laughs> Jimbo, yeah. I, I think Jimbo is now one of my favorite actors. If you're from thinking the drag internationally, race. Jimbo is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the likes of like um, Viv and uh, Davina, excellent in acting challenges as well. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, what else? That's it. These are the mm. ones I'm comparing it to. I'll also compare it to Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare. The best ever. Yeah. That was... That's, that's a train wreck that's happening it just happens in slow motion and you can't stop it and you can't stop looking at it and you want to look away but you can't because just it's just so it so, so tragic mm-hmm. it's really really bad if, but these are the ones the that opening, I'm gonna like Pearl she was like friends Romans hunty men cheerleader tryouts are today <laughs> and what was that moment where like there was silence and Michelle's like prompting them mm-hmm. and they're like oh and then they start acting it's just <laughs> it's just one of the most awkward things ever so they've got that to live up to yeah um, they can't do any worse than that so like best ta- ever acting chance take some inspiration from that mm-hmm. i do want to say that for tamisha iman it might be hard for her to if she if she's not an actress, it's going to be hard for her to become another character mm-hmm. because she has spent so long being the phenomenon that is Tamisha Iman. Mm. So she knows how to do Tamisha. She knows all about Tamisha, and so when you when you're really really set and sure in that character in yourself, when it comes to being someone else, sometimes there is a struggle. I just want to make a little point. So obviously, Rue did her workroom. <laughs> she doesn't walk anymore. She goes to a table, and you come to her. <laughs> this suit is not made for walking in it's a standing suit yeah uh, i just came down those stairs that's all that can be asked of me um and i won't i won't be coming around the room thank you you will come to me yeah i've spent 13 15 seasons walking around this room <laughs> and i've had it i've had enough officially so no you come to me um and also like you can see her appreciating the energy of some of the girls she loves simone to bits why wouldn't she um but, um utica got a cackling as well yep so I think those mm. two are the final two. Mm. <laughs> so the top two for season 13 is uh, Utica and, and Simone. Simone. Congratulations. <laughs> um, they're going to now lip sync to <laughs> Let's move it on. All right. Let's talk about some workroom banter. Mm-hmm. What we're hearing here. Did we mention last week that Tamisha has biological children? It really doesn't surprise me. Tamisha's lived a life. She has... I think she's come from a very different place and time to a lot of the other queens. Yes. It doesn't surprise me in the least that she's had heterosexual relationships and she's had children and she's clearly very proud of, of her family and her children because her drag name comes from her eldest daughter's name, Tamisha. which is adorable. No, they're 23 and 35. Mm-hmm. Damn. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for the Netflix special about <laughs> Timan's, uh, Tim, Timan. That's just breaking it. That's how. That's what she saved in my phone is. Okay, Taman. Taman. Yeah. yeah, just a contraction. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Taman, um, I'm waiting for the Netflix special of her life. It would be fascinating. I watch it. I'm down. I'm down. We find out Simone went to prom and drag. Lovely. Another Something... Tatiana. Yeah, 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 yeah. Following in her footsteps. It does sound like it is a bit of a... Some of the the queens, if they're able to do this in high school, it feels like a big rite of passage for them, and that's wonderful. I mean, it's, it's very brave. Incredibly. Sounds like she was met with a warm reception, which is yeah. wonderful, even in Arkansas. I want to talk about um, Rolesca Talks because I, yeah, I feel like the, yeah, I know where there's a Rolesca Talks moment happening between Got Mick, Candy Muse, and Tina Burnham. Yeah, those those girls. 
girls need to be careful. Clicks are dangerous. Yeah. No, worry yeah. about you. Yeah. So just keep it in the workroom, okay? <sighs> None of this holding hands when you're getting your critiques done. Because Michelle, if she sniffs any sort mm. of camaraderie, it's, it's not happening. What would their contracted name... We're here to make name... a reality TV show, girls. What would their contracted name be? It'd be like, oh, got, God. got Candy Burner. Got... I'm, I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> Tina, yeah, Tina got candy. Yeah, uh, do you feel like Denali is like the the big sister of the B Squad? I think I think she's a bit of a self appointed spokeswoman for yeah. them. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, I think she feels it a lot more than the other girls. I think she's very like, how dare you put me in this B Squad? I'm going to show you. Yeah, and she's bringing the other girls along for for the ride. I'm the A of the B Squad, in- and I, I, I'm look after my leaders. I'm going to look after it because when they walked into the room and they mm. said, well, if it isn't that B squad, <laughs> she was like, well, if it is, there's nowhere to go but down squad. <laughs> and then they were doing the Tamisha, Iman, it's coming for yeah. you. And then some of the A squad girls were like, um, I don't want to be hearing any of that because we weren't there. And yeah. then she, and then Nanali spoke up and she's like, well, I don't want to hear any of this Simone coming for the crown rap <laughs> that y'all be talking about. Yeah, so, so yeah, I, I feel like she is the big sister of the group and I'm yeah. really, really enjoying seeing her do that. Because I, I would maybe part of me would have expected Tamisha to adopt that role, but I think Tamisha's a reserved person who will observe a lot and she'll step in if she has to. Yep. She's gonna she's not here for conflict unless it's brought to her and like, then she will shut it down. She will shut it down. Like what she did with the choreography yes. last week. Isn't yeah, it? She, yeah, yeah. she was really quiet. She was like, I'll let you guys play around and then when I got time to actually like we're running out of time now. Mm-hmm. Then she then she stepped in. But no, I really, really do appreciate Denali speaking up for them. Because I feel like you know what? If if they get away with pushing the B squad down a lot, mm-hmm. it's it's a bullying and like to the extreme it's like them it's them constantly saying we're better than you we're better than you you can't do that so it's really really good to have that voice that pushes it back i also think i think in general it is in good fun and i think i think this is this is workroom banter she's my sister (laughs) yeah (laughs) serious face Paolo's giving me Bianca eyes. Now let's look at Runway. The Runway is Train. train. So they're okay. all inspired by their favourite Thomas the Tank Engine characters. Yes. Now the yeah. first one to come out is <laughs> no Trains. Basically just like the trains. I on love your dress. this. I think it's such a dramatic, wonderful silhouette. Talk to me about Denali. So um, Denali, this is inspired by the, um, the I believe, Aztec god Quetzalcoatl. Um, all these kind of wonderful rainbow macaw feathers. Actually, uh, Mugler did uh, an outfit inspired by the same god. Yeah. Um, so it kind of reminds me of that, but it's it's a more like dancely train oriented version. Um, quite often a point of reference, quite a lot. Like pops up in games like Final Fantasy and stuff like that because of all the beautiful, colorful feathers. Very visually stunning. Looks, I think this is Denali's best look. Like, she's always stuck to that kind of same silhouette, and it's always been very, very ice-skittery. I think this is drag. This is beautiful. This, this is really, really, really like is. From the hair to the feathers to the corsets. I mean, everything about this I love. It's absolutely stunning, and it looks very expensive. And as she points out, it's ostrich, not chicken. Okay. So take notes, Joe J. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Even the makeup. The makeup was good. Now, we've got Olivia Lux coming in. What do you think? Love it. Lots of different references in here, but it's very kind of, um, uh, you know, Court of Versailles, but like quite an androgynous 
somewhat masculine take on it, which I really enjoy because we're like every season we see like Marie Antoinette silhouettes, but this is a lot more like Louis the Fourteenth, isn't it? I saw a lot of Carl Lagerfeld yes. in the hair. Then I saw a bit of like she's wearing her music references, isn't, isn't yeah. she? Because she's a musician, the pompadour. So hair. she had the, the harp. She had the Beethoven kind of look. Mm-hmm. She had the Beethoven Thought it was lovely. Beautiful colors reminds me as well of John Malkovich's looks in um, uh, Dangerous Liaison. Dangerous Liaison, yeah. And also, you know, Ivy in Soul Calibur, her like bee costume is a very kind of like masculine kind of tailored look like that. We got uh, Elliot. I love this. It's very beautiful. Very, yeah, it's art. It's beautiful. The train is gorgeous. You can't argue that she's stunning. The pattern is beautiful. Like, she's just stunning. Um, I love any kind of like short blonde up whipped hair gives me Brigitte Nielsen vibes, especially in a statuesque woman. Um, and yeah, lots of like Valentino-esque tool hanging off the back, isn't there? Um, beautiful. I'm sure if she needed to, she could whip off that train and it's a dancer costume, isn't we, it? We, if she's in the bottom, she's mm. ready. Mm. Yeah. I was ready, ready to lipstick for my motherfucking life! <laughs> we got Miss Kamora Hall. Stunningly beautiful here. This looks so expensive and she's giving me kind of East Asian dragon goddess yep. or dragon maiden. She, like Thailand royalty. She really, really is. She isn't looks she? expensive. I would rob her. Reminds me a little bit of um, Gia wore a dragon inspired dress. Reminds me a little bit of um, Akira when she wore the East Asian inspired headpiece dress. Oh, yes, that was stunning. Um, that was stunning. I yeah. love that look. We got Simone coming in and the. And the do-rag. Well, yeah, yeah. She's she's having a cultural moment, isn't she? Um, she, who There was a rapper who wore this exact look. Not this exact look. Um, I mean, but she's, that do-rag, the long train do-rag. Oh, uh, I don't uh, know about long train. That the do-rag, the, how it becomes a train. Um, it was worn by one of the rappers to one of the awards. I mean, she's giving me Missy Elliott vibes with the kind of tracksuit and the do-rag. That's quite a Missy Elliott look, isn't it? But I don't know the specific long train you're talking about. Yeah, it, it's been done. So it's, it's inspired by... And I think Solange as well, she did a, a nice do-rag beautiful. moment. It was a tribute to, be, to black culture because the do-rag is... Um, yeah. It's black culture. And she explains how she's giving it, you know, a, a, a kind of elevated twist, isn't she? She's giving it a drag twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... Yeah, I love that color scheme as well. I'm a sucker for pink and pastel blue. Now, so Lala I love this because this Lalari is giving me reptile from Mortal Kombat, but a femme version, isn't she? With the mask and the snake print, it's like if reptile from Mortal Kombat decided to dabble in drag, this would be her. This is her sister. Although there is a girl reptile in Mortal Kombat, it's Chameleon. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, chameleon. That was a harmony. That was not a harmony, Tom. She, she whips off the tray and it's an, she sheds her skin like a real snake. I think this is fantastic for Lalari, actually. Yeah, what like, a great story. I think this is beautiful. I love the reptilian concept. She's also a bit like she could be an adversary of the Ninja Turtles, you know, snake girl. <laughs> Their sister. Yeah, yeah. Sister. Their naughty sister. Who t- Don, Donatella, <laughs> the girl. Donatella, who started hanging out with Shredder and went naughty. I'm Donatella. Versace. That would, that would be her name. I yeah. think it's done. So here's Utica. Now she she explains it, doesn't she? Um, Carol Burnett did a sketch referencing uh, Vivian Lee and Gone with the Wind, and here she is, really. And she does that Leah tug and everything, and she got the you know she kept the curtain pole in. It's all very humorous, all very Utica, really. I think this is very 
royal. It's very. It's. It's. it's I mean, it's. A, it looks expensive, and it looks like a painting. Well, the costumes in Gone with the Wind are absolutely stunning, aren't they? So, it, you know, to reference that in any way is going to be a big hit on the Drag Race stage. So Rose. Out comes Rose, looking like she's popped out of the cast of Designing Women with the shoulder pads and the nipped-in waist almost Mugler-esque referencing um, suit with all this blue tool coming off the back. Um, I love it as a look. I think it's quite inventive and quite an inventive use of a train. Um, and like as she points out, she's even got this blonde, well, platinum mullet. Little bit um, Blanche Devereaux thrown in there as well. Very like 80s woman in a sitcom. I just think she looked like a very fashion Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> You know, like, instead of spikes, she's got tool. I'm selling the hedgehog, but I'm making it fashion. Do you know what? I would love to just put shampoo all over the tool, mm. put it in water, and just leather myself and just ride. Big loofah. Ride. Yeah, exactly. Ride. And I think that would be the uh, the best Beautiful. clean I'll ever get. I just think tool makes everything look better. What about Miss Gottman? I love this look. I think it's so inventive the way that she created her own wind. Because can you see the poles in the trains of Chiffon? So when she walks along, it bounces and it looks like it's flowing in the wind. And she's got a little leaf blower. And so it's, it's, she looks like a fresh out of the box Barbie. She looks stunning. I just, you, when you die, mm. this is the gay angel. She's the gay taking, angel. This is the gay angel that's taking you to heaven. She's uh, St. Peter at the Pearly Gates, but it's St. Petra. I just, yeah. Sure, whatever that means, Tom. <laughs> you went to church. We have Tina Burner coming out here in a conductorous look. So this and is she's literally wearing a train. She is, isn't she? I mean, she Are the there's a train running? track. She's dressed as a femme conductor. I bet this is a Florence Delee. Um, she's giving me kind of Harvey Firestein, which she does quite often, actually. And it's, it's a little bit of a Ronald McDonald wig, don't you think? It is. She, it's, it's she, does, actually... she does slip into femme Ronald McDonald from time to time, doesn't she? Do you know what? When we see runways nowadays, there's always the there's always two ways that they take it. They either take it drag mm-hmm. and very, very campy, or they try to be fashionistas. They try to be like... They try to wear designer replicas, I think, and um, that's mm. what, and that's very, very evident in this runway. I'm, I'm seeing who's looking for the fun and who's trying to make something very, very campy and drag, and who's just trying to be the next Violet Chachki to get on the, the cover of Vogue. I, I think my favourites are when in the Venn diagram, the crossover in the middle between camp and fashion. And some of the girls do that very successfully. Does Joey J? What do you think? Not my favourite, actually. Um, she looks Is it a little, bit bulky? She's a bit like Trinity from The Matrix, but you're right. It's, it's a bit of a bulky coat. And she's got like this Rolling Stone emblem kind of sticking out tongue with lips, kind of motif on the back. It's a bit Rocky Horror Show, a bit Salvador Dali. Um... And I mean, it's cute, but it's not my favorite. I, I mean, I didn't mind it. I thought I, I, the only thing is that I thought it was a bit bulky, and I thought that the headdress was a bit loose. That I could see that it was like hmm. some kind of the weight of gathering. the ponytail was pulling it back a little. Yeah, but I did, I did like the um, the Rocky Horror tongue. Train. I liked it more from the back than the front. And she's got taste. Well, because <laughs> yeah. it's a tongue. The thing is, yeah, it reminded me of the Matrix, and I don't like the styling in the Matrix. I don't mind. I like the styling in the Matrix. It, it, it it's to me. It, it's just you do know it's not a fashion runway show, Tom. It's 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 completely not there. It's not a drag race competition well, the, either. It's, the the Matrix it's futuristic. It's, that's it's, the thing. That's the thing. It's a sci-fi film that I think is trying to be a certain kind of person's idea of chic. 
and it's not my idea of chic. I think during the time that it came up, because fashion is very much in the moment and very, it's what was happening then. You, I think when it first came out, it was very, very like fashion. It's influential, but do you know what, what it is? It reminds me of a very specific kind of person that I knew in school who thought that the coolest shit ever was putting on a long black leather trench and thinking they were Neo or Trinity and that's why it rose up the wrong way. How did it make you feel? Uh, just a, a, a disdain. Yes. Mm. Why do you think it made you feel that way? Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. um, on to Candy Muse. Now This is the sexiest Candy She looks really, really lovely. There's a couple of things I think she's doing here that really work for her. And I think the structure of the corset, like really pushing her up and giving her that heaving bosom is fantastic. Also, the styling of the hair is very good on her because it's so high and it falls so beautifully that it really lengthens her face and she looks really stunning. Um, we did notice, didn't we? It's the second time she's worn a burgundy kind of vampire-esque-influenced gown. So she does look like she's, again, you know, she's a heaving-bosomed lady that stepped out of interview with the vampire kind of thing. Yeah, and we kind of saw a very, very similar look last week. A little bit we? like the cover of a Mills and Boone's novel as well. Hmm. You know, the heaving bosomed heroine. Hmm. Hmm. Who might also be a vampirist. Let's talk about Tamisha Iman and this bubblegum little young girl fantasy dress. She's an adorable pink confection, isn't she? Yeah. I love Tamisha because I, I think... I don't think Tamisha is too broadly affected by current fashion trends. I think she very much has her own points of reference and has, you know, what's the beat of her own drum. I, I really... She said something in Meet the Queens where she doesn't like to mm. do other things that's there but she does she tries to be inspired and make it her own yeah and i'm really starting to see exactly what she talks she's talking about she makes her own stuff she makes it very very tamisha very that i think i think her main point of reference is like very like black lady elevated 80s glamour i think that's her point of reference very dominique Devereux. who uh she was a character in dynasty okay yeah i, I don't know her you don't know her. I don't know her. Let's look at the performance. I think she's then. stunning anyway. Should we move on to the actual acting? The first team that we've just seen now is Misery Loves Company. And that includes mm -hmm. Olivia Lux, uh, Denali, and Elliot with two Ts. Who is your standout? Uh, Olivia Lux. As we, as I predicted, Olivia Lux carried this performance. She was like she the was solid really one, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. She didn't get a lot of funny lines, but she was solid, really good actress. No, she got a lot of funny lines. Okay. She, she definitely did, and she used it well. I think they all got really good stuff but it's how you perform it like yeah. obviously the we were rooting for you moment was supposed to be from tyra's we were rooting for you we we're all rooting for you how dare you how many takes did that take and how many takes did it take and she still didn't like, get it Kamara, right you're a fashion girl you must have watched america's next Top model i was like there it is <laughs> That that was um yeah that kind of Kamara kind of entertained me with her woodenness though there were a couple of lines that she did better than that there was a huge focus on missing that line in the she wasn't amazing but she kind of entertained me okay um I the I mean the acting is bad first of all and this is what we expect we expect it to be really really bad acting we expect it to be very very poor production very very yeah. low budget 
Low budget, and that's exactly what I saw. It's a pastiche, isn't it? And I mean, um, do you know what Elliot surprised me? I, I don't think the role was that challenging for her. I don't think it's miles away from her persona, but she did ditzy really well. Okay. But she delivered it convincingly. All right. See, I'm seeing I'm seeing things so differently to you. When I see acting, I want to see them embody uh, the character. But that, so that's the I, character she was given. I just saw Elliot. Yeah, well, I think we're going to see that with a few different girls, to be honest. Depends what you want from them. Okay. To, to be honest, I think the weak link was Denali. I... No, the, the weak link was Kimura. Well, the thing that got me what? with Den- Denali, similar to Kimura, there were clear lines in there that she was supposed to play it as a blend between Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. There were plenty of references in there. And she missed those opportunities to make them big and like those grand dams of the silver screen. Okay. You know, she came in and she was like, um, what a dump, when it's supposed to be more like, what a dump. Oh, I didn't know that. There's a Betty Davis line. Okay, I didn't know that. And there was a Joan Crawford bit in there as well. There was something very mommy dearest going on. Hmm. Okay, Olivia Lux was good. Denali, if she did miss a lot of that, then she deserves to be punished. I think she'll be criticised for it. Yes. Punished. Punished. (laughs) She'll be punished. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Kimura Hall, you know, she was very much her character, very stiff. Very much. Wooden. Very much, very much wooden. And there was a cameo, but I don't even want to say his name. I don't even want to say his name because I have not forgotten about Canada's Drake Race. I'm not going to give him (laughs) any moment. I'm not. I'm not. Tell you what, to his credit, he's dropped the dodgy eyeshadow. I don't. I don't. No, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I don't. I don't need to see that. (laughs) I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. (laughs) No. Yeah. So let's give them a rating out of five. Okay. It may change when I see the other group. I'm going to give this one a solid three. Completely agree. I was going to say three. A three. Mm -hmm. Now the next group. Is Simone Utica and Lalari and, and Rose and Rose mm-hmm. and God loves flags. First and foremost, I need to say Simone really got the feel of mm-hmm. the corny ads. She's fantastic. She's she, so so good. She really knew the brief. She really really knew the kind of. It, it was very very satire, and she yeah. really played into that. Her her voice, her acting, amazing, and she had a lot of RuPaulisms. Mm-hmm. Da, da. Kind of like the inflection. Yeah, and her delivery. And I'm not being funny, but uh, Flick Victory made me laugh every single time. (laughs) Like, wherever she came up with that, that was fantastic. I just loved it. I guess it was something about, I I, I don't know where she came up with it, but it was really, really good. The Flick Victory. (laughs) I just loved it. Simone was great. She just makes me smile. She carried that performance. Now, when I see. No, when I think about the, the other one, when I think about Denali, Denali did not match Simone because they both had the lead roles. They did. In the way they didn't. They didn't match. Like, there seems to be less emphasis in this script on the kind of Hollywood grand dame kind of pers- personality, unless it was just about Simone really making the role her own. I think that's what it was. Because- in contrast to Denali, Denali did not actually inject her own personality into that. I think Simone was great. Now, let's look fantastic. at the other girls in there. I think Utica, look, I'm just going to go through it. 
Honestly, Utica, meh. Lullery, meh. Rosé, passable. Rosé, yeah. I, th- I thought Rosé was the second best in this group. I thought Rosé looked way better in rehearsals. Mm. I think in rehearsals, they um they really let us see her her acting and her... She had a, a very, very lovely way of speaking that was very like evil Disney witch. Mm. And it wasn't on the the main one at all. She had some good laughs like the Nomi. You know, think that was good. And then I think you're right. Utica and Lala just fade into the background. Utica at least tried to give it some characterization, but we saw that she struggled in the rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Lala was being Lala, but like a toned down version of Lala, unfortunately. She didn't have the effervescence that she has in the talking heads. Yeah. You know? It was, it was, she's not used to this. I think a good point is actually, this is news to so many of these girls. We might come on to it in a second with, um, obviously we saw Joey J in the rehearsal being told about cheating the camera, flashback to season three, poor Phoenix. Cheat the camera, cheat the camera. I don't even cheat on my boyfriends. <laughs> um, but like, this is so new to these girls. They've never, ever done, they've done probably similar things on a stage little but sketches but they were always playing themselves yeah so Lala Ree's a clear example of someone who's, who knows how to do Lala Ree and yeah. is, is comfortable doing Lala Ree mm-hmm. but when it comes to being when it comes to acting and putting that into something else she's she actually got quite wooden as well she actually quite yeah she was very I felt, I felt like she was very her body was very suffocated and she mm-hmm. just didn't know how to become the other person. She shrank into herself a bit, which is yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. But you know, like some girls adapt to this better than others. And sadly it wasn't Laurie's day. Yeah. And Utica did do a bit more. She, she really, really did try. I think she's probably good at that older lady, witchy kind of hippie character. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the last group is Tamisha Iman. It's coming for you. I can't, you have to do that. It's Tamisha Iman, it's Tina, Aberna, Gat, Merk. Candy Muse and Joey J. Uh-huh. Now, I want to talk about the standouts. The standouts was Tina Burner yeah. and Tamisha Iman. Tamisha stole her scenes, didn't she? Do you know what it was with Tamisha? She went into it, like, kind of serious. But then I think it clicked. Oh, I'm on RuPaul's Drag Race. I just need to be silly. And she just took the direction really, really well. That's the thing. Mm. She took the direction. Yeah. So that's... And it really, really helped. Like, the exaggeration of the show. I will say, credit to Ross, Ross Matthews. He he worked quite hard to give Tamisha that direction and get a good result. But the end result was fantastic. It was. And she was lovely, gal. Tamisha made me laugh, especially the last part where she just sunk into the bathroom <laughs> and she was still doing those assurances. Yeah. Clearly, that was all her and she took the direction used it well. Yep. Her delivery as well just... The combination of being the psychic and a share mm. and that face, like just her being on all the time. She cuts and eyes she, really well, doesn't she? Yeah, she she really, really committed to that character. And so did Tina Burner. Tina Burner was amazing. That, she's an actress. Tina did what Denali should have been doing in her scene, which was the kind of Joan Crawford-esque grand dame. She even did the makeup um, that was just somewhere between Betty and Joan. Um, and kind of like used those theatrical mannerisms and she was very much like a Disney villainess, wasn't yep. she? I think I think Got Mick was great in this. Got Mick committed to being silly. Yes, okay. I agree with you there. I um I she did what she needed to do. Mm-hmm. It just to me it wasn't it wasn't a Simone esque. 
No, it wasn't at all. You're right. And in this I, group, I didn't need to be Simone. I, when I compare it to Simone, I'm like, Simone really carried the show from beginning to end because she was the main. Yeah. And I think Gottmik, Gottmik did a good job. She did a good job. She did a very, very safe job. She didn't do a bad job. Yeah. She didn't do a great job. It so puts she her quite firmly in the middle in she this put group. A very, she did a very, very safe job. Now, the other two we need to discuss is Joey Jane, Candy Muse. Candy Muse, I, I don't know what she's saying half of the time. I mean, like, what can we say about Candy Muse other than she was Candy Muse in this sketch and they loved her for it. So that's great. Go Candy Muse. Yeah. You know what? It's I, I think it's amazing. I don't, I wouldn't want to see her do another character like this in another challenge, but for this challenge here, and it is the first acting challenge, yeah. I loved seeing Candy it Muse worked. give Candy Muse. I think she was, she was very, very good. She's, I think her challenge for the rest of the show will be showing a bit of versatility in performances like this. Absolutely. And stepping out of the Candy Muse persona. Joey J, I, I thought Joey J was out of um, her comfort zone, definitely. I, yeah. I don't know if it's a deliberate decision on the producer's parts, but they kept in lots of the bits where she she um, was not looking towards the camera. She was giving too much of her attention to Got Mick. Yeah. Um, they kept that in. Whether it, that was the best or not, I don't know. Mm. They might be just trying to give us a clear indication that Joey's in the bottom this week. Yeah, she does the thing where when you're acting and you're engaging with someone... In theatre or in real life, you look at them, don't you? But yep. she, she needs to realise when you're acting for television, you have your marks. Mm-hmm. You have your marks and there's usually you'll see like a, you won't see it, but there's usually a cross where you're supposed mm-hmm. to do and then there's another cross where you're supposed to walk to mm-hmm. so that the cameras can get the exact shot that they need to. And then you also need to cheat the camera yeah. by performing to your co-star but also performing to the audience who are viewing and i just don't think she got the gist of that yet yes that's right and so based on what we've seen and if we put the performance first and then think about if the runway makes the difference who are our bottoms this week well first of all the best performance group the best group was the last one that we just mentioned which yes. was which comprised of tamisha candy joey tina burner and got they were the best because they had two people there that were strong and good yeah and Second, who knows who knows what the judges might want to do they might want to say this whole group is safe and the other groups aren't safe we don't know do we no it really depends on what the production team want to do they were my favorite um, but now let's look at my tops and bottoms who's going to be in the bottom this week I would say the people who's in danger, girl, who's in would danger? be Lala Ree, yep, Joey J, yep, Kamora, yep, um, maybe Denali. I I would put instead of Denali, I would put Elliot in the bottom there. I'd actually put them the other way around, but I think we just see different things there. Yeah. Um, the tops this week is going to be Tamisha Iman. It's coming for you. <laughs> um, Tina Burner. Yeah. And Simone. Those are the top three, period, Simone. full stop. Is there anybody from group one who could even... Olivia. Possibly Olivia. Olivia is the best in that group. Yep. Um, but and... the, the other three that I mentioned were good. They were great. Rosé maybe depends how much they like her runway. Rosé's safe. Rosé's yeah. definitely safe. Olivia, Olivia's safe. Um, Do you think that the runways will make the difference in any of these situations? Yes. If I had to look at the runways between Simone, Tamisha, and Tina Burner, my win would go to... Simone. I think Simone, but I really... 
I really have a soft spot in my heart now for Tamisha. This is me as well. Like, Tamisha, I would love this win to go to Tamisha. I it just, just depends on what they see when they see her runway. Because, like, she doesn't do anything groundbreaking, but she does look stunningly gorgeous. And she made it herself. She made it herself. So, they, I mean, hopefully they, they take that into account. Also, we need to protect Tamisha Iman at all costs. I'd like to point out she can protect herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you not see the first part of the episode, Paolo? She's the pit bull. Yeah. And Elliot tried it. Elliot yeah. learned to listen. You know? I, I don't think anyone's runway will really push them into the top. I reckon Denali's could keep her out the bottom. When I, I, lo- when yeah, this I really love Denali's look. She looks stunningly gorgeous. But those are my tops and those are my bottoms. Do you and agree? I, I think Joey J's in danger. Yes. I think Lala Ree's in danger, although I do love what she wore, the sexy lady reptile. Um, do you think the, the bottoms this week going to be Lala... You make me want to la 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 and Joey J. Oh, and Kamora. And Kamora. Yeah. Okay. Right. Although Kamora is stunning on the runway today as well. That's it. Really like, strong every- runway today. I'd like to put that out to the universe. I like to agree with you. This <laughs> runway is great. Yeah. It's very, very good and I love it. But let's see what they say. Let's see what the other judges think. So the judges. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Look, first of all, I want to say that I'm totally gagged that Tamisha and Tina Burner were safe yeah. and not high. And it's it's because he who must not be named there, the judging's stuffed again. It's just something <laughs> about having him He's around. Been whispering in RuPaul's yeah, ear. He's like... No, we, that's what's happened. He's I mean, had some sort of influence and I'm not having it. I mean, they, they seem to love Candy's being candy yes thing so that's great candy's had a week of being candy great for candy we'll see i i can almost hear michelle saying kind of we need to see you show more versatility versatility candy. yeah that's gonna come out so the tops are candy simone and rose mm-hmm. okay um rose better I mean, than I, tina burner i liked her more than you i i like the dryness and the gags and some of the delivery I, her and Tina could have been interchangeable and I love Tamisha I would have put Tamisha there do you know what it's, it's, it's good for setting up a, a rivalry between mm. Rose and um, Tina Bruna Tina Bruna who was amazing Tina Bruna who's an A squad and all of a sudden Rose comes and is in the high of course I know for a fact Tina's bothered she, she's bothered oh, you have to be, be definitely pressed like a panini the bottom row Kamora Hoard Denali and Lala Ree the only one that we might have popped in there ahead of them would have been Jerry J really wouldn't it I don't I don't I don't get it at all but I I definitely know Kimura was going to be in the bottom I knew Lala Ree was going to be in the bottom I Denali. felt like they, they wanted Denali to perform yes and we might as well get on to it because congratulations, Simone. Very well-deserved win. Yay. Yeah, Simone, second two, win. Two wins. Like they've <laughs> She's following in her sister's name, Gigi. Because, you know, her and Gigi, yeah. they, they, they're best they duties, sisters. aren't they? She's, she's slaying it. Now, Simone is a real threat. In this the lip swink. The, the lip swink. The lip swink. The lip swink. What the hell? It's Denali versus Kamora. It's all alcohol. Because <laughs> he's the... I only try to like her once in my life, <laughs> and I like it on its own. So Denali versus Kamora Hall in the lip sync, and I, I want to say this first of all: when Kamora found out she was in the bottom with Denali, she she was defeated immediately. She did look defeated because we know 
from last week's performance in the right circumstances. Kimura can give personality and she can... Her dress is very restrictive in this case. And she walked some lovely figures of eight around <laughs> that stage, girl. Um, but she didn't get much in the face. She looked defeated, unfortunately. She was defeated before the race. I, before the lip sync, she was defeated. Denali is such a confident performer. I enjoyed Denali's performance very, very much. So did I, but you know what? Like... Girl, you, like, you didn't need an assassinator that hard. Like, you didn't need why a not, killer though? up so hard. It's like, it's, it's like Trinity versus... In Trinity the Tech versus Charlie Hyde. It's like, why not go for it? This is your chance to perform. Or would have on do versus Gigi Good <sighs> in the first lip sync for the win? Yep. Absolutely. It was very much like that. Like, you could see that she's literally doing a scarecrow. She's standing there. and But she was giving the dips, the flips, the, the she, splits. She, she was duck walking. She was voguing. And it was so appropriate to this, like, 90s house sort of track as well, wasn't it? It was very entertaining. And yeah. it was very good for Denali and saying to the other girls, yeah, I'm in the bottom, but uh, do you? would you ever want to be in the bottom with me? Can you see what I can do? All and I've, it was good. And all it was I've good. written in my little notes here is Denali killed it. And that she did, and she mm. stayed. So the per- finally, episode four, finally <laughs> someone's going home. I liked Kimura. She was beautiful. She seemed like a sweet lady. Um, I think she was a little bit surprised by the competition. Yeah, but but she's beautiful. <laughs> she's beautiful. She came in beautiful. She left beautiful. She's stunning. So that's it. Finally, one down. Next week, we do see it's going to be a sewing challenge. And yeah. we hear the famous words, I don't know how to sew. Like Simone. 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 Pe- people have won construction challenges with a hot glue gun before. Bendela Creme. Um, uh, Sharon Needles. Yep. She didn't. Oh, she, she did. You're right. She won. The, she was the Diamante lady. So let's see if Simone can pull it off. But like, come on, come on, come on, come on, and take it. <laughs> take another little piece of my heart now, baby. Take it. Okay, let's end up there. We digress. Yeah. <laughs> or just um, if you come in marketing yourself as a fashion queen, you'd better know how to sew a simple pattern. Exactly. Because you're not a fashion queen. You're a model. You are not a fashion queen. You are a model if you just wear the clothes. This, You're a model. This will be a plot line. Also, we see, I mean, I'm sure it's heavily edited. We can't really tell what's going on. But there's something about some sort of confrontation between Candy. But Candy is criticizing Elliot and saying Elliot should have been the bottom. And Tamisha. Tamisha steps in. Tamisha. Iman steps in. And you don't want Tamisha. Iman. Coming for you. <laughs> Yes, no. And on that note, thank you for listening to episode four of season 13 of Reports Drag Race. Make sure to like and subscribe. Make sure to tell a friend, rate and review us on iTunes or Podchaser, Podcaster, whatever it is online. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spin the GNT Podcast. That's it. This is Bolo and Dr. Tom. See you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye.